All right, welcome back to the Baron of Beverage. Uh, I'm here once again with uh, Christopher Adobe from the Whiskey Room. Good evening. And, um, or good morning or good afternoon whenever you're listening to this. If good it's point. morning, um, hopefully it's a weekend or a vacation <laughs> because we've been told when people listen, they want to drink. They do. So, um, uh, regardless, uh, welcome. And we're going to have a little prelude today of our next series. Uh, we teased it at the end of the last series, uh, the Manhattan Project. Basically, taste uh, the the rye that's going to be part of our status quo, our baseline, if, if you will. And since uh, we topped out in the last series with Woodford Reserve, that was the number one rated whiskey by the masses, and it's a bourbon, uh, we have selected to go with Woodford Reserve's uh, Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey for our rye companion in this series. So we'll be using Woodford products for as our basis when we make the the two Manhattans. The spirit in each one. component of Correct. our Manhattans. Right. So the man, there's, a, there's two two different schools of Manhattans, bourbon or rye. Sometimes bourbon and rye, but for this one we're just going to do bourbon, rye, with the sweet vermouth and a very standard uh, bitters. But we'll talk about the mixology part later. Right now, we think our due diligence is to taste the Woodford Reserve Rye on its own, just like we've been tasting all the other whiskeys, right? Correct. And I've actually not had the Woodford Reserve Rye. There you go. Virgin. It, uh, it has been something I've wanted to try for a while, so I am very much looking forward to this, and I thought this was a brilliant suggestion, uh, however we came up with this. Oops. A little drippage. It's not good. It's, uh, I think it's a little bit more brown and golden in nature of color than the Woodford. We refer to that as, if you recall, kind of more mahogany red. Mahogany tones. red, yeah. This is a more of a, a woody uh, golden amber. Uh, not amber, but I mean, there's more amber hue in the color is what I'm mm -hmm. trying to say versus mm -hmm. a red uh, yeah. color. You were talking about deep cherry, I believe, in the, in the yeah. bourbon. What are the aromas you get? I get some nice... I get honey, and I get I get the rye grain note immediately. I get, yeah, I get a lot of rye. Um, I, you say honey, and so yeah, I, I definitely can smell that. I smell a little vanilla, mm. uh, but I almost feel like the rye is stronger than the vanilla. Whereas usually on the nose, it comes across that yeah, way. Yeah. Usually when I'm doing nosing a bourbon, I get vanilla before I get the, the grains. But this one's kind of the reverse. Oh yeah, way. totally. Like anybody who's ever made rye bread, I mean, this is a at the core of the aroma on this. Yeah. Is um. And a little there's, bit, go ahead. There's like a, a black cherry, a black currant maybe, some kind of... Yep, kind of like a dry, dark red fruit yeah, kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all nose. Yep, all Good nose. legs on the glass. It is a... a, a but it's 90.4 proof, okay. which I believe is identical or virtually identical to the bourbon in yeah. terms of proofing, which also will be good for this project is... In that we're not comparing something that's a higher proof than yeah. another. Um, that's a, another good part of this. Go ahead there and take a swig, sir. Yep, and now my turn. That's a really nice rye. You, um, I tend to like. This is probably silly to say. Everyone's palate is different. Everyone's going to taste everything slightly different. For me, in general, I always refer to rye as being spicy. My wife always refers to them as being sweet. This, to me, has a lot of nice spice to it. I like this. This uh, warms you on your palate right away. 
There's a an after suite. Yes. Uh, that sticks there, kind of like a God, not like a like a can like a Twizzler. I, I don't mean that flavor, but that consistency in the back. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not tasting Twizzlers, but no, kind of that gummy. Clearly, no. But uh, you, you're, it has a stick to itiveness yes, of it. Yes, yes, yes. You know, the finish is definitely uh, the core. of The finish is sweet. The whole front and mid palate is all spice. Yeah. Bright, bold peppers, um, black and green, um, green peppercorns, not green pepper, the fleshy kind. No, no, I know what you mean. Um, it is a peppery, um, honestly, that pepper's hard to get by. I'm not finding many wood flavors. There's there's a little bit there, but I'm going to take my second sip here. I'm guessing, I'm guessing with uh, ice or water, I'll get more of the wood. Uh, but right now, I, the, the, there's like... M- like you were just saying, it's like a fireworks display of different types of pepper flavors mm-hmm. around your mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, and then as that fades, then the sweetness is actually uh, is actually rye sweetness, and uh, there's some other bready kind of notes, and yeah. and and more more honey in the center it, as well. It's a um, it's you actually hit it right on the head there when you said it's it's a rye flavor. I know that sounds weird because we, obviously it's a rye whiskey. A lot of times when you're tasting whiskey, though, you're not really tasting the the, the grain. Right. You really get rye on this, mm-hmm. and that's really different for me. I mean, like I said, it's the first time I'm ever having it. Um, I don't get any real wood, and I know it's there, but it's not like the the bourbon. It's not like uh, other ryes I've had where you well, get strong not, wood. Well, you're tannins. not getting those, and you're not getting the the uber vanilla y tones that yeah. you would associate with. Uh, the time in the in the barrel. Um, I mean, we're talking six to seven years on average, according right. to them. According to them, similar amount of time in barrel to the bourbon. Also, um, even though this rye is rather a recent release for them, um, it's uh, four years, five years ago. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not. I mean, they were say most people would might consider them late to the rye. Yeah. Oh, wave, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. But yeah. um. As Chris and I were chatting before the podcast, they actually uh, were distilling uh, rye whiskey for Heaven Hill uh, for a period of years. When uh, which one of their distilleries had a fire? Their main Bardstown distillery had a huge fire. Had a in huge 96. fire, and so they took over production for Rittenhouse until two thousand and eight. So that's a large period. That that's is a large swath almost of time. ten years. Um, and actually, I think it's more than ten years. 96 to... Oh, you're right. It's so, also 12 years. <laughs> so, I know a lot of people love the Rittenhouse rye, and so they basically took that experience in rye whiskey, in a sense, and then started making their own pro- product. And I'm not saying at all that this is Rittenhouse rye. It's not. I've had it. It's distinctively different. But they probably learned a heck of a lot while they were doing that, and then decided to fashion their own as kind of uh, brethren to what they have so much success with in the Woodford Reserve. Yeah, it is um, It's incredibly similar. It is as dissimilar, but yet similar as possible to their bourbon. I mean, it is very smooth. It is a really nice, it is a complex flavor. There's lots of levels there that I'm just having difficulty with at the moment. Um, I guess we're going to try these now on some cubage. Yeah, well, I was going to let you keep talking while we let it chill down, but gotcha. yeah, they've well, got, had sorry. a lot of experience uh that's now paying off uh, 
in the form of you are Mr. Splash Zone <laughs> Dude, tonight. Dude, I, I haven't had a drink. I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm splashing everywhere. Here, I'll play Mr. Heavy. <laughs> well, someone's got to do it. So, um, so while that chills a little bit, um, we can talk a little bit more about uh, Manhattan Project. So we've talked about uh, that it's Manhattan's, but what is what is a Manhattan, Chris? Well, uh, in, in a very all cocktail, all, all true cocktails basically boil down to either aromatics or sours, and a Manhattan is an aromatic cocktail. Okay, you got a spirit, you got a sweet, and you got bitters. Technically, that is uh, the definition of a true cocktail is by having a spirit, a bitter, and a sweet. And the Manhattan comes from, well, actually, I, I think a lot of people would agree it's probably the first big name cocktail in America. Um, there's multitude of stories as to how it became about, all of which originate in New York. The most famous of which was in the roughly, I think, 1870-ish, there was a party being hosted by Winston Churchill's mother at a place called the Manhattan Club. And of course, she pushed that very big. The problem with that is there's actually historical references to the Manhattan cocktail from at least 1860s at a different bar in New York from a bartender who was simply called Mr. Black. I don't know if he was African-American. I don't know if his name was Black. That That is that is lost to history, but it comes from was New York. Was he the basis for a character in the Quentin Tarantino movie? He might have been. The, he Mr. Might have Black? Been, uh, he might have been. We have to ask Mr. Tarantino for that. Um, and recipes, as you, as you alluded to earlier, and the reason why we're doing bourbon and rye, um, there are dozens of recipes calling themselves the original Manhattan, and the fact of the matter is they go bourbon or rye. And then there are hybrid recipes that mix the two. Uh, I, my, my general preference is for a bourbon Manhattan. However, my signature recipe at the, at, here at Casa Dovi has rye in it, a little bit for spice, because I like that spice. But um, so, so what you have is generally it's two or three parts of whiskey to one part, uh, or to your own personal taste, of vermouth mm -hmm. and bitters. Uh, traditionally, it's Agnostura bitters, but in the modern times, we have... Bazillion. A bazillion. So for this, I think we're just going to use Agnostura because that is yeah. the traditional. All right, let's give a whiff on it now that it's chilled. I get uh, a lot more prominence of the honey now on the nose. Yeah, a lot more honey on the nose, a lot more sweetness. I get some grass. Grass, that rye has turned to grass. I totally agree. Um... I actually get a little more dried fruits, mm -hmm. uh, more generic more, perhaps, but more definite uh, that dried fruity, fruit. Fruity yeah. kind of aroma. Yeah, no, that's a great description, Chris. Oh, that's good. Now, here, what's the first thing you notice, Chris? I notice that the spice has settled down Yes. significantly. It's there, uh, but it now really comes across as more of that core... Uh, vanilla honey center. Yeah, the vanilla, the honey, um, there's even a little bit uh, on the edges, a little bit of caramel comes in. Mm -hmm. um, a little almond. Yeah, little, yeah, like marzipan yeah. kind of flavor. It's, uh, and you know, that's all more because of the wood. This is the girl who just walked in the bar in a black dress. Right, this you know? a little black yeah. dress for you. This is, this is, she's got it all on right now. Hmm. And maybe if you pour her one of these, Never mind. So, um, but uh, yeah, no, this is great. And this is good to know uh, also what it tastes like with some chill on it because 
uh, part of the process of making Manhattan is chilling it. Yeah, either shaken so, or stirred. It, it, that is that's a, that is a recipe ingredient to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So maybe that that's a good question. Are we going to shake or are we going to stir? Um, I have always shaken. Um, I my understanding is it's to either the drinker's preference or to the equipment at the local bar, because some places don't have the stir rods or don't have a shaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, I don't know. We hadn't gone that far to discuss recipes and whatnot right. that we were going to do. We should standardize, I, right? We because should. We got, whatever we're doing, we, we got to do it for we, both. We've said, I think we've previously discussed we're going to standardize a two to one on mm-hmm. the bourbon to remove yeah. uh, ratio. We'll probably should standardize, what, three drops of Angostura bitters? Yeah, three or four, I guess, yeah. All right. Four, a fourth if it slips out, but we'll shoot yeah. for three shoot kind for of thing. Bit, yeah. That way. Um well, and we then can, uh, shaken or stirred. I don't want to make four Manhattans in an episode. I'm true. kind of a Bond fan, you know. So maybe, you know, shaken, shaken not stirred. Shaken, even though it's a martini reference. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah? I'm fine with shaken. So I, then that's maybe what we I've should set done. a timer on how long we shake for. <laughs> no, I, because I shake that has until a, I can't feel my fingertips. Well, that's... <laughs> maybe I'll time that first one and see. But there should be some consistency if we're going to do this. You're right. No, no. If we're going to try to get you know? as consistent and as... Uh, uh, as similar as possible. Right. Because the more you shake, the more you're diluting so things. It, well, that's exactly it. I mean, you're, right. you're shaking it or stirring it to get the ice to interact with the alcohol uh, quickly quickly, and chill the drink down. Manhattans are always served chilled. That is uh, also part of it. I mean, I've, I've numerous people have talked about that. Mm-hmm. And from my own personal experience, a, a warm Manhattan is really kind of a blog. It, it doesn't have the same spark. Yeah. No. Um... So that's uh, so that's good. That's very good. So uh, uh, while we sip here and enjoy uh, the rest, or we won't enjoy all the rest of this no, on no, the podcast. No, no, no. I got to work tomorrow. But um, no, no, I didn't mean the bottle. I meant what's in our glass. Oh, oh yes, yes. Um, we we thought we'd tell you what the first sweet vermouth we are going to start with is. It's uh, we won't go into detail about it, but uh, basically, I thought about uh, you know we're going to do ten. Yeah. And let's not start with the exotics or the ones that maybe you haven't heard of. Let's start with something you either have in your own bar if you made with your Manhattans, or you have probably crossed paths with it. You almost definitely have crossed paths yeah. with it at one point or yeah. another. Uh, in fact, it's what's in your bar. Chris. It is what's in my bar. Um, we are going to start with Martini and Rossi's Sweet Vermouth. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, there are two types of vermouth. It's actually more than that, but that's what's most common is either sweet or dry. I have been to bars where they've made a Manhattan with dry vermouth, and I gotta tell you, don't do it. Well, there is a type of Manhattan that's sometimes called a perfect Manhattan, which is half sweet, half dry. But that's yeah. not what's something we're gonna no. explore we're, here. We're sticking and with we're the not tradition. Gonna, we're not gonna do a bazillion riffs off of that, where some people put in an amaro instead of a sweet vermouth, or some people put in a port instead of a sweet Correct. vermouth. No, we're we're going you with know. Manhattan. We're, we will do as different styles of sweet vermouth. Yeah. Uh, both from the new world and the old world, um, but there's a lot. Just like there's a lot of play uh, in the world of spirits uh, and the world of wines, there's a lot of play within the, the the world of sweet vermouth, which is a fortified wine. It is, uh, and I learned that today. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to exploring vermouth because uh, we we talked about this once before, and you know I just never really thought about it. It was an ingredient. I had my Martini and Rossi, which is what. Um, I've always used, it's what my grandmother used, it's what my mom and dad used. 
I went out and bought a bar one day, and that's what I grabbed because that's what I used. And that's what you knew. I, I've had one or two others um, that I had to buy in a pinch, and I always go back to Martini and Rossi. It's consistent. Yep. It's it's what it is. But yeah, you're, it's a fortified wine. And well, uh, and and so we will purposes. we will about <laughs> as medicinal purposes at least when it's originated. Yeah. right. <laughs> so um, does bourbon though. So there you go. Yes, it does. Sometimes wonder if we're better off back. So yeah, you know, it'll be fun uh, when we taste that as well as others on its own, similar in style like we just did, and then uh, make our Manhattans. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, you know, like it's my favorite cocktail. I'm with my favorite guy. We're gonna do, uh, you know, what is arguably one of my favorite whiskeys in both cases. Now that I've tried the rye, I can say that's one of the best ryes I've had, uh, and I've had a few. Uh, that's very enjoyable rye. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm looking forward to it. This is my favorite cocktail. Uh, well, great. First cocktails exposed to. So, Wonderful. Yeah. We're gonna. I mean, I have some traveling to do. So to do. So uh, Chris and I'll be taking a, a break, and I might do some podcast while I'm away on my trip uh, in Vermont. Various so if you know in anything in Vermont, I should try to visit while I'm there. Um, shoot shoot me a, a word on the Facebook page or a, it, a comment on the Vermont? blog. And uh, yeah, well, I'm not sure I can get my in-laws to let me borrow the car to drive there. Oh, okay. But, um, but if you're listening, <laughs> um, regardless, uh, Chris, thanks. Looking forward to it. Cheers. Cheers. Safe travels.